Good day, everyone. And uh, today we'll be talking about a very important uh, aspect of online business, and uh, which is the writing aspect, article writing part of it. Uh, and every business needs this skill or needs someone that has this skill in their business. If you can't write about what you sell, then it will be hard for you to make profit with it. So, uh, we have a guest who is an expert in the field, who has been doing this for years and years, and uh, let me give him the floor. Please, uh, you can introduce yourself, please. Thank you. Okay. My name is Olayodolo um, Atobi, and uh, I'm practically a writer, okay. and uh, I've been writing professionally now for about six years. Wow, that's that's much okay. Uh, in my only two capacity, I'd say I'm a successful writer. I own my craft, and uh, I basically have a writing company. Yeah, we're still talking where about where we get all the things done. Okay, okay. So that's pretty much what I can say in relation to what we are discussing. Yeah, thank you, thank you for that, and. Um, how did you get started? How did you become a freelance writer? Because everybody, we have a whole lot of ways we can we can make money, but then one skill really points us to us. So how did you become a freelance writer? Your journey to being a freelancer and all that. Can you please tell us? Writing was never in the works for me, actually. Okay. I was more of a, well, I say designer, but uh, more of in the construction industry. Okay. So I studied urban hygiene applying in school. Okay. And uh, right from when I was in 200 level school, so I've always had the knack for designing buildings, layouts, uh, building plans, and what have you. I even tried to brand myself in the craft then, trying to come up with a company name and all that because I was really into all that. Okay. And uh, I really wanted to make a name for myself in the construction industry. But as fate to have it, after graduation, actually my discovery of my writing passion was very sudden. And I was doing service here. Okay. It was just okay. very, very sudden. And I discovered the innate ability Genet ability has been there, right? Right from okay. school. Okay. And that was where even at fellowship levels, even at departmental levels, I found it easy to draft, you know, articles and the likes. Even at fellowship level, I was always coming up with this kind of daily nuggets that people used to upload, you know, on my Facebook wall. Even if you go to my Facebook wall now, you see some 2012, 13, 14 posts that but basically religious writings I would just come up with and uh, people would applaud and also I didn't really pay any attention to the fact that I had that innate writing skill until a friend of mine in service introduced me to Fiverr and there are quite a lot of uh, gory details about that but for the purpose of this interview I don't think we want to go into that but I practically discovered my 
professional writing ability during service here in 2015. Okay, okay. Just like what you said, uh, we all have our journey or how we became what we became. And uh, yeah, so you've been a writer, that means it's, uh, it's been in you and uh, that's, that's nice. Maybe I'll still go on your wall well, well after this, uh, this podcast and read those stories. So um, we'll still talk about the kind of writing you do do because writing has a whole lot of uh, types and a whole lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, it's a very, very broad way, just like uh, other skills, just like some other skills, right? So, um, how hard has it been for you since you've started? Like, how easy, let me just say how easy it is since you've started. How easy has it been since you've started? Is it easy since you've started? Easy care. <laughs> it's, far, it's been far from easy. Oh. Is it far from easy? But I guess um, when you just... All you see, I believe in the favor of God in okay. whatever one is doing, bro. Yeah, at the end of the day, I wouldn't say, although I, I, I would say at the end of the day, it's probably God just giving me the wisdom okay. to navigate through whatever obstacles okay. that come my way. Although sometimes it feels like I know what to do at the right time to make things work out well, but at the end of the day, if God still doesn't favor the process. Yeah. I'm just wasting this time, no matter how smart you think you are. So okay. it's not been easy. Initially, I started uh, basically on my own, okay. but uh, the need to grow, the need to grow necessitated uh, bringing in other people. Okay. And I would say one of the most difficult aspects of the business is the fact that you need to deal with people either either they are your clients yeah which is even a very difficult uh, <laughs> process to get to communicate with someone miles away yeah. but you don't even know what they are doing or who they are mm-hmm. uh, as well as people who work with you okay. that you don't even see as well you know i would say the most tasking part of the whole thing is the aspect of communication either with clients or with people that you are employing to work with you so when i say communication now it's a broad concept yeah ranging from sending out briefs to them not giving you info about what is happening to them and then they get to affect the job timeline and all yeah like because i feel like if there can be a bridge if the, if the gap of communication can be breached to an extent, some things might be a lot easier, but okay. easy is not uh, the word to use at all when it comes to the job. Okay, okay. Yeah, and um, just like you said, you said uh, you do write stuffs on your wall and then people do appreciate it. Yeah, that was in university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that is why I'll be asking you, um, what specialty is yours? You know, uh, you know, writing has a whole lot of uh, divisions and, and types. That so, which one is your specialty, please? Yeah, I discovered I was uh, way more inclined towards non-fiction writing and okay. to writing articles. Uh, 
and then later I discovered that I could add ebooks okay. to them. Non fiction topics when it comes to self help topics, teaching people what to do okay. on a particular topic. Okay. You know, even I, I've always been an orator as well. Okay. Even way from my secondary school university days. Yeah. I, f- I find it easy to stand or let me say I used to find it easy to stand in front of people and just talk, you know, these motivational speeches yeah, I get you. and just come up with, you know, definitions, things, you know, just think about life and be able to say some silly yeah. fact that can help people out. Yeah. yeah, things like that. So I've always had the knack for that aspect of writing when it comes to nonfiction self-help and all however the need to uh broaden one's horizon yeah because at the end of the day i don't think there's any business that works without uh, diversity so at the end of the day even though i have my strengths but i had to increase my strengths at some point so there were conscious efforts I made when I started to write professionally to learn other types of writing, including fiction, including every other type of uh, non-fiction writing that is not so common or general. So at the end of the day, there is, there is your passion, what you are really good at, and there is also the part where you get to add to your passion. And just try to increase and broaden your horizon for the sake of diversity to make the business move forward. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the next question I wanted I want to ask you is a bit related to some of the information you've told me in the last question. So just like you said, you said you've broadened your horizon, you've learned some other things or some other aspects of writing since you've started. So that means uh, you are not just relying on your skill and your innate ability alone. You've also tried and pushed yourself further to learn more. You know. So that is what I want to ask you. That how did you how did you uh, start writing? You've told me yeah, you started. Uh, you met someone that put you through to Fiverr and all that. But when they put you through to Fiverr to freelance writing, how were you able to know? Okay, this is the one I should go for, this is the one I should not go for, this is what I can do because we all have this thing I don't know if it is me, we all have this thing that when we see everything under our department we feel like, okay, I think I can do this, but then you later see your strengths and then you see your weaknesses then you are able to like target and follow that, so how were you able to do all that, you know, and gain the experience, you know, Fiverr is not something you can just register today and start making money because a lot of people start and feel the bit is just about registering. Then register, they see nothing is coming. They look like, oh, what am I doing wrong? So how have you been able to get all that sorted while you started? You know, the funny thing is, uh, my my journey in freelance writing actually started from someone's self-interest. Okay. Like the guy that kind of introduced me to Fiverr, introduced me for his own self-interest. Okay. He never knew I was going to like try to know more, but he kind of personalized 
my work experience then for himself to be earning from me but like i said i won't go into the gory details but god just used that ugly situation to elevate me at the end of the day okay. so i won't go into the gory details but um coming into fiverr and freelance writing generally uh i think i would say i had a lot of try and error episodes okay yeah there is what i can do which i try to focus on but i tried my best not to just push away every other type of job that comes to okay i remember the first time i was approached for a fiction writing to write a story like a short novella i remember i spent almost a whole day just researching into the nitty-gritties of how to write a fiction piece I was reading different things on the internet, reading short stories and how they were drafted, you know, trying to see the uh trying to trying to just learn about uh whatever it is that composes how to write a fiction writing. Okay. And I took on that job. I did the job. I remember that the client never even came back or gave me a review. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I discovered that what I wrote was trash. Wow. In the sense that another client came and asked for a fiction writing sample. And I confidently submitted what I submitted to the other client. And I remember then that in about a three-page sample, the client was able to point out about 30 errors (laughs) that I should never have made. You understand? And uh, I was really ashamed of myself when the client pointed the, those things out and of course that other client never worked with me but I took it as a challenge yeah to actually learn more mm-hmm. and so I found myself in the coming weeks doing rigorous research mm-hmm. on how to write better and I can remember that the next fiction writing I took was even like a 20,000 word story okay and I wrote that piece and it was way better than the first one I did. So at the end of the day, it, it all boils down to the level of sacrifices we are uh, ready to make mm-hmm. just sure. for the greater good. And of course, there's one other point that you don't ever think that you can run solo in this kind of job. I think that's one mistake that people make okay. that you feel like I can always do it alone. At some point, I had to employ the uh, prowess of some of my friends. I can remember then some of my classmates, my university classmates that I knew that were great orators and writers too. Okay. In fact, there was, there was one of my friends that her name was Simi. She's currently an author of uh, some pretty good books that are doing well now okay. in the novel market. She was, We just graduated them together, but I knew she was good so I would not, as I then I would not just because I was trying to build things on my own, take on jobs and put every of the pressure on my head. So I kind of delegated some of the jobs I got that I knew were our strengths, and some of my other friends too that I knew were their strengths. Kind of delegated to them, and we shared the profits with whatever with whoever we decided then. So those were some of the things that just kept propelling me but at the end of the day even though they were the ones doing the jobs i'm probably taking a lion's share of the money 
Yeah. I was building my account and yes. growth was yeah. my own target that okay I needed to just grow yeah. and make something good out of this okay so yeah so um and through all what you've said you said you took a job of uh, 20,000 words or something and uh, from my own knowledge of writing I know writers charge by the number of words am I correct yeah sure that's the best way to charge actually okay so but how have you been able to to write and charge high to make a sizable income because i know there are some um, writers that charge uh, three naira per whatever there's some people that charge higher so how have you been able to to keep increasing your 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 quotes or your charge for for each job you take because there are some jobs that okay you can easily charge a static amount for the job as uh, like your own now, you have to charge per word sent. If you charge too much, you might send the customer away. Just tell me, how have you been able to do it? Uh, I think I've increased my charge just twice so far in my career. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's one thing that um, most people starting up today don't want to do. They don't want to start small. And that's, that's, that's one thing that makes a lot of people to just fall on the way because you can't start up this kind of uh, business and want to just go high just like that. But you know, at the end of the day, this, this question you asked me is a dicey one because at the end of the day, there is a there is like a category of clients okay. that are looking for cheap writers. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, there's still another category that would never go for cheap writers. Yeah, simply because they feel like cheap means poor quality. You understand? But over time, I think from experience, the number of people who believe in cheap are probably more than those who believe in expensive yeah. as quality. So that's why it's always good to start small. I started very small and uh, try to garner more population of people who want cheap. And with each of the growth I have, I remember that the first time I increased my rate was when I become when I became a level two seller. Okay. That was the first time I increased my rates. I doubled what I used to charge from the start. Okay. But at the time when I became a top-rated seller. I tripled what I used to charge from the start. Wow. And that's how it has been. However, even as a top-rated seller, I'm putting a tripled rate on my profile. I still do not fail to give custom quotes, which could be lower or higher at any point in time, depending on whoever it is I'm dealing with. Okay. For instance, May has been a little bit slow business-wise. Okay. And I think I can count about four orders that I currently have that I charged at a way lower rate than I would normally charge. Okay. Just because I want those clients to patronize me. So at the end of the day, I'm not losing. When it comes to charge, one thing one has to always have at the back of his mind is that, are you losing? It's not like you are... It's not like the money you are collecting, you are using it to buy 
one material that you are using to do the job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just every penny you get is yours. Yeah, regardless of if it's small. Regardless of if it's small or if it's much. So why lose out on that penny, regardless of how small it is, when you can still at least, especially if there are no, when it's a time of influx, when there are so many clients on my head, man, I don't compromise my rate, so I even increase just to send them off. But you still see them placing their orders. So I think it all depends on the situation, the level you are at, and at the end of the day, the way the business is. Yeah, the is Service providers should be the most, should be the most, uh, what's the word now? Richest uh, or what? There's this word I'm looking for. That we shouldn't be so tight-fisted when okay. it comes to price. Okay. That's, we should be that's sure what the I'm price. Okay. Yes, we should we, we should be the more we should be the people who vary our price the most because at the end of the day you are providing a service, not buying something to do a job. So we should be able to just be relaxed sometimes while at the same time when the opportunity comes you grab it with uh, okay. all of your might. Yeah, I don't so, know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I understand you, and uh, also, uh, based on what you've told me, like how many or let me see, how much was lowest you've charged for a job, and what's the highest you've been able to charge for a job? Ah, um, I'd say my charge ranges from one cent per word to <laughs> trust me, I even charge up to ten cents per word sometimes. Yeah, I just mean for the job. I don't mean the number of words. I mean, okay, $200 is the lowest I got for a job. $1,000 is the ISO. The reason ah, I'm asking this question is that... Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I'm listening. The reason I'm asking this question is that I might have some people who wants to go into writing and they feel writing doesn't really have uh, much, much, uh, much thing in it. Like, okay, you can't earn more. Or you can't earn much in it. But I know here yeah, that there's money in this thing, depending on based on how you can charge. So that is why I am asking this question so they can know, okay, how high you can go and how low you can go. You, know, you as a top rated seller, and I still know there will be some people that will be charging higher than what you are also charging. So tell us, please. Mm, ah, see, this thing you asked me is very, very relative. Yeah. You can't really say, because you can't really say this is exactly the highest i've charged for a job because at the end of the day it's it all boils down to uh sometimes it's not even about a particular job it might probably be like a series or string of jobs from just one person yeah you can just give us a for instance there's a client that uh, you said you can just give us a ballpark figure you know yeah the reason why i say it's related is that for instance, at least for in, in a, at a time within the period of about nine months, yeah. just one client, just one client, would have given me about forty thousand dollars within the space of nine months. Just one client. Wow, it has happened before. Yes, although we have stopped that guy's job for a while now, but I'm just trying to tell you that at the end of the day, it's not. So it's like the same job with different 
sections. You understand what I'm saying? So, yes, but yes. the rate at which it's paying me per word is as high as about seven cents or eight cents per word. Wow. For every of the job we were doing in the same category of job. Just one client has paid me about 5,000 words for about a month's job before. That was, I think that was in 2018 or so. I remember that was even the job that got my first car. So it's very relative. And in the case of this client I'm talking about now, he basically just paid me in cryptocurrency. I did not charge him from the start. I just told him let's do the job because I, I kind of knew his capacity that okay. this guy can actually give me a lot of money but I wasn't expecting up to what he gave me we concluded the job and he was like how much should he pay me I just told him you should just bless me I'm broke that's simple he asked me to send my crypto wallet and he transferred cryptocurrency worth of about $5,000 to me wow that's so it's, it's a very relative question because it could come beam like that Okay, for instance, this February now, yeah. there is a client that at the time when I needed it the most, I was actually looking for one million to complete something I was working on at that time. And I was about to even borrow through my dad, through his cooperative, yeah. only for this client to come out of nowhere, give us a job to do, a job that I would normally charge about um let's say five hundred dollars okay for. and he asked me how much i was going to collect and i said two thousand dollars just it was just like i don't know where it came from it it was just like something <laughs> just happens. pushed me it happens yeah something just happens. pushed me to tell him that amount of money okay and he said okay tell me your account wow. without even doing it well yet he paid that money i was able to use it for what i used it for they will complete the job in about two to three weeks so it's a very relative question you can actually there is i i think the answer to your question is there is no limit yeah to how much you can earn while at the same time your mentality can also limit you to earn way low than you're supposed to earn okay yeah, so I think that's the best answer to that question. Yes, 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 yes. You've done justice to the question. Um, and like I said earlier, it's because of uh, people that would want to come into this field and feel, oh, maybe being a graphic designer is better, being a, being a website designer is better. So just trying to show them that, okay, doing writing, you can also make a whole lot of cash. Maybe I'll even come and learn writing from you. Especially if you know what you are doing. Yeah, maybe I'll come and learn writing from you. Maybe I'll just change my own future. Uh, trust me, if it's not your knack. Writing is writing is a niche that requires um, an existing skill, talent, passion. Yeah. It has to be there. If you have never had a knack for writing, it will be extremely hard. For you to learn how to write efficiently. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I've known. I know you are a top-rated uh, Fiverr seller and also a top-rated or top-rated plus for an upwork. Am I right? It has not turned to plus. 
So I know it's close to. I mean, I know it may be just one thing that is delaying you. So, um, but where else do you offer your skill in? Uh, do you sell your skill in Nigeria also, or your clients are all freelance platforms? Mm, majority of my clients are from freelance platforms. Okay, majority of them. But uh, over the years, I've been able to, from experience and doing so many jobs and if I would if I want to put a number on, on the if I want to if I want to put a number a number of jobs I've done now I think I should have completed over three thousand jobs. Wow that's over the so, okay. um from all that experience I've tried to actually bring out some of my clients. And uh, one way or another I've been able to get Nigerian clients that you know that uh, referred me to other Nigerian clients and yeah. uh, we deal personally okay. and all that but majority of my clients are from uh, freelance plus although I have a website yeah. that I haven't pushed yet okay. but I believe that pushing that website so I should be able to get more clients from there I just haven't had it to push it but I think I've gotten a lot of jobs from freelance websites and quite a sizable number too from referrals okay on the personal okay yeah um the question i want to ask now is uh is i don't know what to say but it's a question that has a whole different uh, explanation to it and uh i tend to try and ask this question because of the kind of climate we have because uh, we have people who have been able to have the opportunity to go to school and we have people that started and gained this skill, this kind of skill, the writing skill on their own and they forgo going to school and all that. So what would you advise? You know, I know you as a graduate of a discipline and uh, now also a writer at, you know, so what would you advise anyone, maybe someone living in school, would you advise a person to also go to school or would you advise a person to learn a skill? You know, because you might also, I don't know if you have regrets of, okay, if I had known this earlier, I might have started earlier or something like that. So can you just tell us a few seconds, which I think is the best, going to school, learning a skill or doing both together? <laughs> yes. How do I attack this question I think um, what people need to do is to discover themselves we need to actually discover themselves to know what the right thing for them to do is at the end of the day one cannot um, overemphasize the importance of education so I don't think I will ever advise anybody not to pursue an education regardless of uh, whatever area they are trying to pursue the education. You can always pursue an education. I've, even though I've, I can't really uh, point to any amount of money I've made from uh, what I read in school. But at the end of the day, as I speak to you, I'm a professional town planner with my seal. Okay. I have my seal that I can use to do job at any time I want. So I went for I went professional courses and wrote professional exams, even in the course I studied. 
So at the end of the day, anywhere over the world, all over the world now, I'm a certified and recognized registered and planner. But at the end of the day, I'm not making any money from it. But I discovered that the experience of education on its own as a way of um, it has a way of grooming you, even for whatever else you want to do. For instance, if you want to be a marketer now, yeah. you need oratory skills that only education can provide, regardless of the course you study. They are teaching in English. You pass through English language one way or another. And one way or another, it helps you to be able to communicate better with who you want to communicate with. So education cannot be overemphasized. And in, even in, in the case of my own of my own course that I studied now, the fact that we're always uh, we're always giving assignments, time papers, projects that we need to write and submit in a way also helps to improve my writing skill. At least in a semester, I don't think we have written anything less than five time papers that we had to submit for our tests and all okay. that. And I was in school. So all that kind of helped to improve better. But at the end of the day, what I would say is that while it is good to get an education, but it is probably not good to fully depend on your education okay. to get by in life, especially if it is not working for you. Now, one thing anybody can do is to probably pursue an education in line with whatever it is you discover what your passion is. And that's why I said the very first thing is to actually discover yourself. For instance, if you feel like you can be good with graphics, you have a very good knack for graphics, right from probably your secondary school or something, you could probably try to go for courses that would help you better in that line. Such that when you are done, you know, okay, you have learned something in that line. If it's computer, if you just know that you are good with your end when it comes to computer, it's always good that if you have the opportunity, not everybody has the opportunity to go and study what they are passionate about. Yes. yes. But if you have the opportunity to study what you are passionate about, do it. But if not, you can always pursue an education. In fact, education has even been made easy with all these online um, universities and things like open universities in Nigeria. Yeah. in which you can always pursue your dreams while at the same time pursuing an education. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, yes. at the end of the day, pursuing an education is good, but still do not fail to discover what you are passionate about because what you are passionate about will at the end of the day be what would make way for you. And apart from what you are passionate about also, there has been this recent notch that I've been having to probably tell everybody in the whole world that there is no shame in learning a skill. The truth is this. If I have not become a writer that I am today, mm-hmm. trust me very well that I am this kind of person that would have gone as far as learning something that will be making it doesn't even have to be corporate it doesn't have to be online but i would have gone as far as learning something that most likely making money see uh you will be shocked at the amount of money that people who you think are uneducated 
and are doing menial jobs, you'll be shocked at the amount of money they make. Yeah, they make yeah. You will be shocked. And that's why I always tell people, many people are so bent on, let's go online, let's go online, the opportunities online, there are opportunities online. Okay. But see, after trying for a while, and you are seeing that it's not working, think outside the box. Yeah. So many, I've been opportune to uh, supervise some construction projects, for example, okay. recently. And you'll be surprised how much people like carpenters, people like uh, people who do artwork, people, even bricklayers themselves, yeah, bricklayers people like yeah. people like welders, yeah, they make people like too. you will be surprised at how much they make. <laughs> you can imagine, for instance, a welder trying to um, trying to bend and uh, cast the decking of a building, okay. for instance, mm-hmm. would work for just two to three days yeah okay yeah so you'll be surprised at how much someone like a welder will bend a decking a decking iron for about two to three days and will pocket about hundred thousand iron yes yes that's true they are not buying any material all they came to this to offer their service Mm -hmm. the same thing with carpenters that would probably uh they'll probably uh, what's the name? What's the, what's the word for this? Their own. Uh, they'll probably make make a roof in less than two days, and they pocket sixty thousand, like that and like that and like that. If they are lucky to be getting jobs, you be surprised how much people like. Um, surprised how much people like people who make parapets, artwork, yeah. pop. Mm-hmm. You be surprised how much they pocket at the end of each job, jobs that take them less than a week job that takes them less than five days mm-hmm. at the end of the day these people are building houses that even corporate people are still right. dreaming to build yeah yes i was still I, I was still i was opportune to discuss with or to relate with some people if you know gates in Ibadan, where they no, sell no. any type of spare parts okay you need to see how much these people make from selling spare parts, illiterate, stark illiterate, that find it hard to compose one good sentence of English. Mechanics, how much they charge. I, I, I can give a very good example of my mechanic that I used to use that charges on one repair just one day's job. He doesn't collect less than 7000 naira. Sometimes I would just be begging that. <laughs> And you would see him having about or repairing about four to five cars like that in just one day. Mm-hmm. He's not buying any material. That has his workmanship. And he doesn't even give all those people that are learning from him are not even probably collecting most of those money from him. Mm-hmm. You imagine how successful you cannot imagine how successful these people are. But usually because of education, because of how exposed we think we are. We tend to ignore the opportunities that lie in these vocations. Yeah. Trust me, if I did not go this corporate with writing, I'm that kind of person that has the ability to have learned the vocation by now. I don't know what it could have been, but I would never have just sat down mm-hmm. and be looking or be looking for a job where there's no job. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, education and vocation 
or education and a skill and a talent, either corporate or not corporate, will always work hand in hand because there are some opportunities that education will open for you. Yes. That you will not be able to buy somewhere else. So at the end of the day, it's always good to always think about what best you can do, discover yourself, discover what you can do, while at the same time, personal education. If you don't like education, look for some of the easier ways to actually get that education. It doesn't have to be you writing, uh, it doesn't have to be you going for post-UTMEs in all these best universities and all that. In fact, these days, you know they look face for school again. As long as you're a graduate, or at least you finished an education one way or another, yeah. you are the same. It's when you get to NYC camp, you know that HND Oda and BSC Oda. HND Oda even has, in fact, these days, HND Odas are even having more opportunity yes. than BSC Odas. Yes. Go ask Canada Immigration. <laughs> you will know that HND Odas even have a upper hand these days than BSC Odas. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. At the end of the day, they do the... Yeah, it's not about the it's not about the exquisiteness of the yeah. education, but one way or another, just get it. There are many educations that you can pursue in line with whatever it is you have chosen to do. At the end of the day, you still be a graduate. Yeah, and so it still doesn't have to be the old, doesn't have to be the old normal way in which it is. Of education. Yeah, every other person gets the education. Oh, okay. Thank you very much for that. And yeah, some people would uh, be able to take something home from just that point. So um, you said earlier you have a writing company you own. So how have you been been able to manage it? Because doing business in Nigeria is is, is not easy. You know, there are a lot of factors you have to consider. Uh, you know, you have to keep it in profit. You have to pay your writers and people working for you. You have to, you know, the light issue also because understand you said earlier we don't really spend on anything as a skilled person, but yet you need your laptop uh, with uh, with energy. You need to, you need it filled with energy, the generator and all that, and also getting good writers because you know there are some writers that just like you said earlier that they will not reply you and the timeline is going, the timeline for the job is going off and all that. So I've been able to get all these things sorted because I won't say Nigerians are hard worker. Yes, we are hard worker, but then most of us feel relaxed to work. Or maybe that's just my own view, but that's just what I see. Because I feel other countries like Indians and co try to work at that. Even though they might not have up to the skill or level of knowledge you have in that thing, they work or strive at that. And they even charge lesser than our Nigerian brothers. What do you think? How have we been able to do it? That's a million dollar question. And uh, the funny thing is, I don't even know the best way or the right way to answer it. <laughs> I just know that I've been getting by one step at a time. Yeah. I'm trusting it. Trying. And the funny thing is, it's always still going to be trying until I don't know. I don't even know. Because it feels like every day comes with its own challenge yes but uh i would say probably one thing that has been keeping me going is resilience okay the fact that i'm always willing i've always had this um 
But with Addis, uh, will I say mantra that now give up, fuck up. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's still always a way to solve any impending challenge okay, that comes your way. Mm-hmm. There's still always a way around it. And I would say, one way I've been getting by is just tackling every challenge like it has a solution. So either, either I know what to do or not, I just always tackle it. I just always tackle it. And I think I've always had this spirit, even right from while I was growing up. Because I can remember, for instance, university, the only course I ever failed in my life. I had an F in, even though it was the lecturer's fault, because they they kind of uh, did not record my assignment then. That's why I failed that course. But at the end of the day, I remember the the kind of spirit I had, even though I was one of the best in my class, as at that time, I still graduated as one of the best, but at the end of the day, failing that course, I remember going to the front of the whole class, telling them that, oh my, I failed this course. Oh. So you could see me, they sneak in, they go through and with the juniors. Oh. You know, I just kind of made a joke around it, created this level of confidence. Yeah. I remember even going for the classes when I was taking that course. I would always publicly announce that I'm going for the co- for the class of that course that I failed. Yeah. I don't know if you understand what I'm yeah, trying I to say. Like, you. I, understand I, you. I, I, I had that I pushed myself mm-hmm. to to do that or more. Waiting don't happen, not happen. Yeah, that person will give up nine for cup. And I retook that course. And actually, I don't know the best course when I retook the course. Okay. So I, I think it's the same, it's the same way I tackle things that come my way, because there are so many challenges ranging from getting writers, getting the best of the best, to keeping them. I would say I get to, I get to maintain just like five percent of the number of people who actually come to me for a job. Okay. I get to I get to retain just about five percent of them because the rest ninety five either just don't know what they are doing, okay. are wannabes, or they are too how do I put it? They are too they are too much for me to handle. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I just get to maintain the rest five percent, and trust me, even that rest five percent is still a lot of work because. These people do not. At the end, you are the only one that knows what your dream and passion is. Yes, yes, that's correct. All these we are bringing in to work for you, and I think this applies to almost any company all over the world. Yes. People that you are um, employing to work for you, they most likely don't have the same vision as you. Mm-hmm. So don't be so surprised when they are so self-centered and self-absorbed okay. that it affects you negatively. So one needs to just always try to have a shock absorber. So they can wade into the to, to the dirty water yourself when they leave it uh, lying like that. For instance, in this past in this past two weeks or so now, at least four of my writers have gone. Wow. Yeah, four of them. One of them is behaved, and I had to let him go. 
Now there's this other one just yesterday. In fact, between yesterday and today, just this morning, self, two of them left. Wow. Yesterday, that one just suddenly came. You are supposed to have submitted an update to the job you are doing. Only for you to come to me yesterday and told me you have not been able to do the job because you have been going for job interviews. <sighs> you have been going for job interviews. You went for one yesterday, you went for one the day first today, and you are going for one today. I was like, so what's up with the job that you had for about a week and you said nothing? Uh, yeah, sorry for the inconvenience, but you won't be able to proceed. You know, yeah, no, it just, you it's not like you are doing the job for free. They are getting paid for the you job. You understand? You experience things like that and you wonder, what? <laughs> like, how? How do you just complicate someone else's life? I think Without the problem I think the problem comes from we Nigerians that we don't know how to keep to our words or keep to agreements. I think I, that's crazy. <laughs> For instance, the one this morning now, you took up a job three days ago, about four days ago. The job was due or has been due for about 48 hours. They are supposed to submit. I kept messaging you, you are not replying. Only for you to reply this morning and told me. Yeah, sorry, you're unable to continue with job because you're having a lot of issues that you never communicated for me to have at least be assigned. Yes. The lackadaisical attitude of people to other people's jobs, eh? Yes. You'll be shocked. But at the end of the day, we move. The challenge is a lot, though. It's really a lot holding on a company because you are dealing with people who do not have the same vision as you. Yes. So you are the one that just needs to keep up that vision and just find every way you can. And trust me, it's only when you are faced, and that's why I said there's no precise answer to your question because it's only when you are faced with a situation mm-hmm. that you'll be able to think and say, okay, how can I just solve this? Yes. But I think what would keep you going and what would make sure that you keep succeeding is that resilient spirit that okay. whatever it is that comes your way just always see it as normal okay. it is when you start seeing every challenge you have on the job as insurmountable that's when it actually becomes insurmountable that's when it actually does weigh you down it brings you down ha, there are times when I've cursed beneath my breath there are times when I have almost given up that I am done with this job like why does a job have to give me IBP like this? There are weeks over weeks. I see the times when clients will just come out of the blues and just cancel jobs. I've experienced times when at least three to five clients canceled on me the same day. Wow. You can imagine the, the oh, emotional trauma. Yeah. The emotional yeah. trauma would make you almost want to commit suicide. Yes, I understand. And that's why when people see, I'm listening. Uh, you know, when people see you spending money or when they see what you've got, yes. money, and they'll feel like, when ah, see, job is simple. I want to learn from you. Says. Tell me, show me way. Show me way. Cut so for me and all that kind of thing. But the problem yes. is internally, the fire that is burning. No one it is no crazy guy. sometimes. Like, in fact, not even sometimes, most times. When people just, when people approach me and like, I should probably show them how I'm doing it or show them the way, blah, blah, blah. 
I just laugh. I, I, I'm like, where do I start from? Yeah, I remember the friend I remember that the, I tried to introduce to what I do. After introducing uh-uh. me to what I, I do... I remember the inception of this whole thing almost cost me my service here. It almost cost me my service here. That I almost did not get a certificate. Simply because I had to choose between putting my 100% into this or service. So I was posted to a school there, secondary school then. They probably saw me less than 20% of the time mm-hmm. in the school. Sure. I basically stopped the majority of my classes. Mm-hmm. Just because I wanted this to work. I wanted to make this work. Mm-hmm. How many well, people can actually make such sacrifices? Mm-hmm. I see students, especially students. I see some students that would just be like, you just want to be like me, you want to do what I do, blah blah blah. <laughs> Are you ready to actually sacrifice your education? To <laughs> the sacrifice. So the thing is, is it Go crazy and check thing? out people. Like it's crazy, but yeah, it's we just very, very crazy. It's very, very crazy. Thank God. Yeah, we have God. How hot it is. It is not showing on, on our face or we have been you know, honestly. Yeah, that not. is that is just the, the joy of it is just when you get that money and you're able to solve everything you need mm-hmm. to solve that. And you have the money to spend on all that things. Yes, because that's making just, yourself yeah, comfortable. That's just the joy mm-hmm. of it. It is I mm-hmm. train someone in what I do. After training the person, the person couldn't do it. The person said, Gabriel, I don't know, this is how hard your job is. And you just sit down all day. I was thinking it's something simple that you just sit down and but now ha I don't feel drum. <laughs> so yeah, it is it, it requires a special type of uh, of grace. And yeah, you, you know the job of a freelancer is not just doing the job. You need to source for the job, reply yeah. the customer, customer support, do the job, deliver early, deliver much more than what they've even asked for for you to, you know, it is it's and if it's not, if it's other job, you have other people doing all these tasks for you. But as a freelance yeah. person, you have to do everything on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, the industry is quite hard. Let me use that word, hard. So yeah, um, another question, you know, due to new recent updates from Central Bank and all that, you know, as a freelancer, we we get our money in dollars and in pounds. You know, and some other currencies. So, the increase in dollar now is it a blessing to you or a cost? Maybe you know, because normally the people that are not earning in dollars and all that, and uh, or people earning the salary, it is not a good thing for them because the cost of things keep increasing and the salary is static. But you, as a writer and all that, the increase in exchange rate is it good for you or what? What do you think? <laughs> I would say the way it's a blessing, we can't say it's, it's a curse. Because yeah. the way it's a blessing is that the increase in dollar, and since you're in dollars, commensurate with the increase in price of everything. Yeah. So at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> it, it feels like it's still normal, like it used to be. Okay. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how it feels. Like it's probably still normal because at the end of the day, although we won't lie to ourselves, it's a little bit more than what we used to have. Yes. Even though it's still like in the ballpark of the same. For instance, before you were earning, let's say, let's say you're earning 300k, 
uh, let's say you're earning one thousand dollars. That's it was yeah. like three fifty before. Three sixty, yeah. Or uh, three sixty, yeah. and then you had to buy a, a phone. Whenever you wanted to buy a phone, then you could buy it for sixty k. Yes. But now you are earning about four fifty k, and you are needing to buy the same phone for hundred k. Yes. You see what I'm saying? That at the end of the day, it's like whatever it is you are earning, you are still spending based on the way that things are high, but we are not feeling it much. Yes. I would say we are not feeling the inflation too much as freelancers if we will not lie to ourselves. Yes, yes. We are not feeling as much as every other person because the increase in dollar rate is basically commensurate with the way everything has increased. Okay, so fine. we are going to mark it as a blessing then for us. So yeah, or let's just say it's still normal. <laughs> it is not normal for us collecting salary. It is not normal yeah, for us. No, you ask that for us. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Let's just say it's still mm-hmm. normal for us, but it's hell for other people in his salary. Yes. Yeah. And uh, do you think uh, writing is uh, is something someone can do as a side also? You know, you are doing full time now. So, do you think someone who has a job, someone can also add this to what of well, part of the thing he can or she can do to earn? Uh, you know, because I know it is tasking. Any freelance job is tasking. Yeah, if you are if you are working on your own eh, and you actually you actually want this to work on your own, like you want to have your own account, you want to build your own portfolio, and all that. I'd say it's actually hard to combine freelancing with any other thing. Especially if you are successful at it. If you are successful at freelancing and writing, you 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 can hardly add any other type of job to it. Okay. I can dare say that. But if you are basically just getting gigs once in a while from someone, like some of those that are working with me now, they can still do that as a side also if they know how to plan themselves well yeah. and usually this is before i employ anybody for instance they always go through an interview process okay. where i get to know what they do currently and if truly they can combine what they do with this if i see that they can add especially depending on their job description you can imagine someone like um, like maybe a mall attendant now asking to do this job. You'll be in the mall or in the supermarket from morning till evening. Before you close, maybe 8 o'clock, you get home. Next thing your body wants to do is to rest. Yes. Why would you be saying that you wake up by midnight again to want to do this job? Impossible. Those are the kind of people that will be having problems. So, but if your job is such that maybe... You're probably just seated there in an office, you practically do nothing per se, then maybe sign a couple of documents, and then maybe later by three, four, you are done, you are back home to rest. You can still dedicate two to three hours to the job per day. Okay. Then you can still be good to go. And that's to be you have to be committed to the course. Yeah. I think one way one way you can actually make this kind of job to work is if you can very well promise yourself a good number of hours per day 
because writing is a daily you, 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 to meet up with deadlines you have to actually work every day mm-hmm. we don't even have weekends there are no free weekends mm-hmm. so at the end of the day before you can decide if you can add writing or even freelance generally as a side also to a job you are doing you need to be sure that you have at least good three to five hours okay. to yourself okay. in one day to work on your jobs. Thank you. Thank so you for that. that. Yeah, yeah. But that is good. That is good. And uh, what if I'm a guy right now? Uh, I don't really have an edway and I think I have a skill or I think I can write cool or I can write good. Uh, how do you think I can get started in being a writer? What are the steps you think I should take? What kind of course do you think I should take and all that? As a writer, right? Like, you already have the talent. I think I have the talent. You might, you might think, okay, I think I can write, but then you might not be able to write anything. But, yeah, I want to start, but I want to be a writer. I want to start, I want to be a writer. To be candid, uh, I think the best way is to just start by practicing. Okay. You can do that in many ways. Either by if you if you if you decide to practice on your own, that's fine, and let people probably assess your work, or you decide to start under someone. Although this this advice I'm giving now negates it negates my own uh, personal school of thought. Okay. But the truth is that not everybody can be like me. Yes, we are all different. Yes. So in the long run, if I if I am advising people. So just go and start the way I started. Like, just open a Fiverr account and see where it leads you to. Oh, and the at the end of the day, now. the climate is different. The, the climate, Fiverr climate, upper climate, it's totally different. Yeah, it's different. So, and see, that's why I, I said something about grace. Because at the end of the day, some of these things uh, just depends on how graced you are. Yes. For instance, when I joined Upwork, we equally open an account for a friend of mine who is equally as good in writing. There's practically no difference between the account I opened and the account he opened. But trust me sincerely, I made thousands of dollars my first month in Upwork. And up to this very moment, after over a year, he has not made a dime on Upwork. Wow. So, I didn't know it, it is still the same thing to now. Wow. He has not made a dime on Upwork. Like he has even given up on Upwork. He's no longer even. He's no longer even feeding the account. If I what even what even discouraged him most was that the person we used, yeah. his friend that we opened the account is dead. Oh, oh, that's bad. So, there is really no way we can probably verify and all that and all that. That's just the going details, but. My point is that at the end of the day, it still has to be something that God wants you to do. Yes, yes. It still has to be something that is in line with what you are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. If it's not, you will struggle you for it. Yeah, struggle. And it's one Yes. So at the end of the day, sometimes if you are just confused about how to start or you have actually been making efforts and it's not working then just start small maybe under somebody 
try to be gathering the experience. Mm-hmm. Then maybe little by little, you can now start to build your own portfolio as well. Yeah. But don't just and and at the end of the day, tackle the whole thing with. Sometimes I even try to advise people to probably do things outside of Fiverr or online business first. Yes, yes. Be making money somewhere. Because at the end of the day, sometimes you you discover that some of these things, you need to probably push them with money, self. Mm-hmm. If you don't have and enough money... online to... stuff can stop sometimes. You, you know, they can bang you. Yeah. They can do anything. You understand. So, at the end of the day, sometimes your saving grace to success is just probably find a way outside the whole online space mm-hmm. that can be your saving grace whenever things go south. Yes. And that would probably bring us to the whole vocational skill thing I was talking about the other time. Mm-hmm. That sometimes look outside the whole corporate or online space and see what you can start doing for yourself. Even if what you are earning for yourself is just 30k, 40k. Mm-hmm. One way or another, there's a sense of fulfillment you have that you at least have something to take home mm-hmm. that you can probably be using to push your online business. You know, the, the funny thing is, you know, the funny thing is, majority of, I, I, I kind of discovered that majority of us that are actually making it big in this whole online space and writing space, for instance, we're actually looking for a way to get out. I've spoken to quite a number of people that I know that are probably in a relative same level as I am. And the truth is, we are looking for ways to branch out. We need an offline vocation that will be giving us money. Because we know that, because we know that shit can happen at any freaking time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though I would like to keep the details of my own personal plans. I can tell you that plans are in full swing on how I'll be less dependent on writing on Fiverr or not work. I have plans in full swing for that. So at the end of the day, it's just like, okay, we have just got it to a point where whatever money we are now earning, we are able to use it to get something else offline that will be helping You've conquered. I know what. For instance, the guy that introduced me to 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 this whole freelancing thing now, I know what he has done outside of the whole online space that he's making money for him. Okay. Even if he's still getting jobs, yeah, one doesn't have to stop outrightly. Yes. yes. You can see be any money you're earning from it, but at the end of the day, if any fuck up happens, what is going to save you? is what you have offline in the long run even the same thing should apply even when you're trying to start up too try to think of some other things you can just be doing one way or another that can still be making you money yeah. while you still try to push whatever online freelance skill that I think you want to push yeah thank you very much for your advice you know I also learned a lot from this session and yeah, people will be happy to, to hear the good advices you've given on freelancing, outside it, and in the future. And uh, yes, it is not easy to, to, to do online business, but it's sweet when it is paying. 
if it is not pain, sure. it is very bitter, very, very bitter. But when it is pain, yeah, it's something to to be proud of when it is pain. So thank you very much. You know, people 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 call this kind of work soft work. But we can only say that when it is pain, when it is not pain, kind. <laughs> yeah, you can't watch of it on course. any. You can't watch it on any point. The challenges are much, but yeah, we thank God that is giving us grace to, to, to push it. But without even even with the grace, you need to also work hard yourself. You need to push yourself to to get things done. So thank you very much. And uh, would you want to leave your Facebook um, URL or something? Where people can contact you if they need your services or they need advice or whatever. Facebook. I've not been on Facebook for God knows when. I, I can't remember when last I posted on Facebook. So I'm not really active on Facebook. Okay, where else do you talk to you? Probably my phone number. Oh, okay. I guess I won't want you to review your phone number because we don't want people to keep disturbing you anyhow and all that. So anybody that needs this contact information can reach out to me and if you have a very good damn reason I would I would talk to him and I will release his number to you. So yeah, that's thank that's you. fine. Yeah, thank you very much and we hope to catch you next time. Yeah, so thank you and thank you uh, for